Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Librarian Influencers Podcast, and our special guest today is Letty Almaguer. So Letty, would you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background in school libraries? Yes. Um, thank you, Dr. Shinman, for having me. Um, I have uh, four years of library experience, and uh, I was told by a very wise man, my dad, ah. it's not about the time you put in, it's about the work you put in. And I have put in tons of work mm-hmm. in all of my libraries, anyone that I'm at. Um, I say that because I'm in, I'm in the transition. I just came from uh, elementary. I'm going into high school. So. Oh, wow. Big is, change. Uh, Very big change. And during the pandemic. I know. It was a tough decision, but um, I'm, I'm glad I did it. That's good. That's very good. Okay, so a little time in elementary, brand new to the high school. Um, what have you noticed right away as the differences in those two levels? Well, the high school I'm in, I have a co-librarian. Okay. And uh, we also have a clerk. Nice. That, that's the biggest difference right there. You're not so the elementary. I was completely by myself mm-hmm. doing all the processing cataloging, book check-in, check-outs, lessons. There is a lot of work in the elementary and not a lot of help. (laughs) Now now I stumbled over that because in my mind, sometimes some elementaries are way busier, you know, than some high schools because you're seeing kids all the time, but they're both busy. Love everything that, you know, everybody does, but you know, there were times I would think, oh man, elementaries really need the help, <laughs> you know, just because of the, the number of kiddos that are in and out all the time. Um, it's very uh, different. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So when you think back to when you first started, uh, and it may even be that you want to talk about now since you just started again, but what, what are you remembering? Like, what is it like when you first start out in the library? I remember I tried to organize everything at one time. Okay. <laughs> And that was like the biggest mistake I did. Oh no! Uh, I I I did try doing that, and I I messed up. Like I was not following through on a whole bunch of tasks, and I saw myself slipping. Mm. And I had to like step back and think, well, what am I doing? Is it time management? Is it this? Is it that? And so then I just had to step back, really, really step back, and just say, it's my priorities. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to organize as a librarian when I just got to kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. And just take it, take it just one day at a time. Yeah, definitely. And so much happens that, that we're just, that we respond, you know, something, somebody comes in the library or a phone call happens or the intercom happens and we have to respond. So yeah, you want to be organized. You want to do things, but flexibility is such a key characteristic, you know, of of school librarians, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. And I had to learn fast that you could be working on something and then right away, something else will come in and just peekaboo. Now you got to work on me. Yeah. So it was, it was really, it was hard at first, but you pick up fast. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So when you're thinking back, is there anything anybody could have told you that would have been like, oh, I wish I'd only known this, you know, or any kind of tip? 
I think that's the one thing I tell all anybody that's coming into the library. Don't try to get organized. It's just not going to happen. And just if you do, I mean, just take it one day at a time. It's okay that it doesn't get done. Just work your work your way through it. Mm -hmm. Take your time. Yeah. Don't stress over it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, the pandemic, you know, and like what kind of things that you're doing. And you might think back to what you were doing, you know, over a year ago, except I know you were in a different setting, but like, what kind of things are you working on now a year into the pandemic? So what I'm working on now is trying to do some virtual maker spaces and uh, we're working on uh, also doing like a, a virtual game night. Okay. Um, we want to do different kinds of activities every month just to kind of get people's minds off of what's really happening everywhere. Yeah. And I guess it goes back down to those social emotional learner- learning. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of distract them, do something else. Yeah. Let's, let's get, let's get to making stuff. Okay. Maker spaces was a huge thing in the library and and now it's just so quiet and so yeah. empty and we miss it. We miss the kids. So how, how would you do a virtual makerspace? How would that work? Um, so we're working on putting all the materials together mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to do a distribution. So we're only going to make about like 30 baggies of all the materials in there. Okay. And so everything will be set up with as far as materials. And then we're going to do uh, an Instagram live event to where uh, both of us, the two librarians, are going to be um, showing exactly how we're going to make the activity. We're so doing like the kids that. will come pick up the bags? Is that, or how do they get them? Yes, we'll have a time spot. Okay. Time slot, uh, yeah. And a day designated to when they can come by the library and they just drive by. Okay. The library has the, we're right by the curve. So we yeah. can uh, just open the door. And awesome. There you go. Good. All right. Well, that's, and I, I hope I see when y'all are doing that live, that would be fun to, to kind of see, see that happen. That'd be good. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it too, that, that you've moved out of kind of like crisis mode, you know, everybody was crisis mode, you know, a year ago, and you're actually able to start thinking again, you know, about your program and, kind of things that you want to do with the kids. So that, that's great that y'all are doing that. Very good. Okay, so now you're, you've moved into the high school and you're kind of seeing a different role, you know, that the librarians play. Um, and you can talk about elementary or high school, but how would you describe the, the influence or the impact that a librarian has on their campus? Um, I think a lot of it relies on how, how much we know about technology. Mm-hmm. and uh, especially instructional technology that we're involved in. We're involved in so much of it. And we've, especially since the pandemic, we've learned to adapt, True, you know, to, to everything that we've had to take care of. Sometimes we're, we're troubleshooting devices and, and technology and we're fixing, mm-hmm. you know, hotspots and internet. And it is, it, it's, it's just amazing. But I think um, it all boils down to, to teamwork and collaboration and, uh, and getting the teachers and the families and students to trust you that mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. 
and that that's that's really hard but uh once you have that i mean you can you can lead them to you can lead them to the light (laughs) okay all right okay so when you start thinking now about next fall already is there anything in particular that you are planning on working on as you're looking forward just more pd yeah more professional development okay Uh, i i do want to get um we're looking into getting a Google certified as trainers. Okay. So we're, we're going to try to do that. Okay. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So the PD, as far as y'all providing PD, and I know in the state of Texas, that's actually something that's in the, um, the library standards is that the librarians are providing, you know, professional development. And that's not the case everywhere. So talk a little bit about like, what kinds of things could you provide PD on? Um, well, I'm very fluent in Google Okay. and, uh, and, and I do love Google. I love it. I, I, it's my go-to for everything. Uh, but I'm learning, I've, I'm learning so much at the high school that I'm at now because they do not use Google as often as oh, okay. <laughs> they're more, uh, Microsoft and, uh, and so they use a lot of that. And so I'm learning both but I still gravitate back to Google. (laughs) I keep going back to Google, Uh, but I do PDs in Google. I can uh, do PDs in Kahoot, uh, Flipgrid, Nearpod is another one. I'm very, I love Nearpod. Mm -hmm. I I call it my PowerPoint on steroids. (laughs) It's just amazing all the things you can do with it. Um, So I do a lot of professional development for Nearpod. Okay. So when you're, so you're reaching out to the teachers, what, how do you get them to come? Cause I can think about some librarians who've never done it before. Uh, they've never provided PD. What, what kind of advice would you have for them even to get people to come to the professional development? Uh, I would say start small, you know, maybe a, just a few minutes during their conference time. And what I've done is uh, I'll provide treats like coffee <laughs> and hot chocolate and, you know, the, the sweet bread, the pan dulce, everybody loves. And, uh, and, and they'll come to you mm-hmm. and you just give them a little bit. Don't give them too much because you overwhelm them and they'll be like, no, that's, that's way too hard. Yeah. So I just give a little bit, show them what they can do. Uh, especially with Nearpod that you can find the teaks on there already. Oh, nice. It's just amazing. Yeah, and that's it for the listeners. That's the state standards for Texas that she's referring to. So it has standards built into it, which is very handy, very, very handy. Okay, so you provide PD, you get them to come in. Um, I'm just curious, do you do any kind of follow up with them or after they come? Is that kind of the, the end of it or? Well, in the elementary setting, it was really hard to do. Um, it, it just would never fall through. In high school, however, uh, I feel I'm more involved mm. in PLCs, uh, collaborating with the teachers, the department heads. Okay. We are very much involved. Okay. Very much involved. And, uh, and I think that's important at any level. Mm-hmm. We should all be involved in, in all of that. Yeah. Because um, it takes a village. Yes, it does, for sure. And that helps because I, I personally believe, you know, like a one- shot professional development is probably, I mean, they'll learn something, but then that's it. 
you know, they're not going to really grow with it. But if you have that opportunity to, you know, be in their meetings and remind them of things or practice something, I think that there's a lot more power, you know, in you making a difference because you're, you're following up on what they've already learned about. So that's, that's good. You can do that. Very good. Okay. And many will come back. They'll come back because some of them want more. They mm-hmm. want to learn it. That's good. That's good. And that says a lot for you that you, you've got the kind of personality, you know, that they, that was welcoming to them, you know, so that's important. Um, so that's one thing for the listeners to think about is how to create that welcoming environment. So people are comfortable enough, you know, to, to want to, to come and ask you, <laughs> you yes. know, help like that. So do you have any other kind of first tips for people if they're just kind of starting out and they're thinking about, you know, well, maybe I should give a professional development session. Well, I, I really started focusing on getting digital badges and I started looking into all of that um, during this past summer, probably because of COVID. Yeah. And I just started thinking about like, how can I make myself more valuable, more valuable? Mm-hmm. I, I really know so much. Why not market it? <laughs> I have, I can, I can get certified in this and show people I have it with a digital badge. Mm-hmm. So that's what I started doing. Okay. And, uh, and it works. It works. I didn't even have to do trainings for certain things. And teachers were coming to me and saying, hey, how did you get that Kahoot badge? Or uh, what did you do for Flipgrid? Mm-hmm. And so I start training the teachers without them even knowing. Because yeah. they're just coming and asking me questions. So I, I think it's uh, it's important that we market ourselves. Yeah. So is that on your email signature line or how is it that they, where, where do they see your badges at? So I did have uh, a Bitmoji. Oh, okay. <laughs> have my Bitmoji yeah. with my computer screen. I actually took it from another librarian. She's amazing from Wessico. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she put like a, com- a computer screen and she had like, they look like stickers, but they were all digital badges. Okay. And uh, it was super neat. And so I put that in an email and, and that's where that all started. Yeah, that's good. And that, that is, that's just a little subtle, subtle advertising, like you were just mentioning marketing. So that's a great idea. Great, great idea. I've seen too, where um, when schools were working on digital badges that they would print out even like big images of it and like post it outside doors, you know, like. The mm-hmm. teachers that had the flip grid, they put a big poster, not poster size, but like hand size, you know, digital badge that they would start putting outside doors. And then other teachers would ask them, you know, like, well, what's that for? You know, or oh, that's a good or, idea. I like that. Or a board member coming by, you know, hey, what 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 is that? What does that mean? You know, but it's a good way just to start conversations too. Um, different yeah. different ways instead of that, instead of just digitally. So all right. So Letty, you talked about that you give a lot of professional development. So how do you, like, where do you go to to learn all of these different things that you end up sharing? So most of the stuff I found online. Okay. Uh, but uh, I do love going to our region one. Okay. Um, and they offer tons of professional development and free. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. Yeah. Um, but there's always something new out there. There's always something new. You just got to look for it. Yeah. So, but I do follow. I network a lot. I try to see who's doing what. Mm-hmm. And just by following other librarians, you'll find out more and more. 
Yeah. And for people who are, have not really gotten into social media, like how did you figure out who to follow? How did you learn that? Well, I was only on, <laughs> I, I only did Facebook. I did, I had a Twitter account and I had an Instagram and I just never really bothered with it. But then, uh, I don't know. I think, I don't know what it was. One time I got on Instagram and I was just kind of scrolling through it. And, uh, and I found Q the librarian. Okay. And she was just amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff she's doing. And then I found out she was here in the Valley. She located by the There's Valley librarians here (laughs) and they're posting. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to promote it. And I want to learn how to do this. So I ended up reaching out to her for something she had done in her library. And she was more than willing to share. And that was the other thing I love. I just love how librarians love to share, love to share. And so that was my biggest thing. I, I was always sharing with my other librarians who I work with, you know, hey, I just made this. You want a copy? Here's a copy. <laughs> you know, it's just, again, it comes back to that working together, that teamwork Definitely. and uh, and that trust mm-hmm. that you end up building with each other. Definitely. And so for the listeners, um, when she talks about Q the librarian, that is another podcast. Yeah, you can actually find Q, you know, on, on the podcast here, but her name is Karina Quilantan Garza. And the Q is spelled C-U-E, but it's originally, you know, it was, was the letter Q, you know, for her, her maiden name, but um, very, very good person for you to follow. And so is Letty. So Letty, go ahead and tell them how can they find you online if they want to connect with you and learn more from you. Okay. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at uh, Pedraza, P-E-D-R-A-Z-A underscore Letty, L-E-T-T-Y. Okay. And my Facebook is Letty Pedraza Almaguer. Uh, yes, I, I remarried. Yeah. <laughs> and then my Instagram handle is at LP underscore A-L-M-A-G four. All right. Well, very good. And so we will have those listed in the show notes. So you can visit um, laurashineman.com and go to the show notes for Letty's interview. And you'll be able to find those um, social media handles there so you can find her. Letty, thank you so much for your time. It's been awesome talking to you and wish you the best of luck as you finish out the the rest of this year in your new position. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.